Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. You're on Joy 94.9 across Australia on SBS Digital Radio. My name is Chris Tate. Thanks for joining us this morning. We continue our journey now in speaking to queer Indigenous artists and leaders and listening to some great music while we're at it. Very soon we'll be talking to Mark Nanup, but right now Jessie Lloyd is a Melbourne-based musician. She's originally from the tropics of Queensland and is a proud Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander musician. She performs a broad collection of Indigenous music and she also is a proud and open lesbian woman, an activist. Her EP, Other Side of the Room, is out on iTunes and this is a track from it, Our Souls. You're on Joy 94.9, live across Australia on SBS Digital Radio. Like a bird that's lost its wings Now souls meet again You hold me deep inside With the force you have within Now souls meet again Now souls come together Like a fallen Souls come together as you fall through me. How can I now hide the love? When our souls meet again The pain now subsides And you're where you've always been When our souls meet again Now souls come together Like a fallen As you fall through me, fall through me. 
my name is Mark Nanop. I am Yamaji Nyunga from Western Australia. I grew up mostly in Mikathara and Port Hedland in WA, and uh, I am 28. Port Hedland is, you know, lots of fishing, uh, barramundi, salmon. The scenery, you know, if it says it's going to be 40 degrees all month, it's going to be 40 degrees all month. <laughs> Um, you know, there's salt fields, there's mining galore, you know, the landscape is scattered with reclaimers and shooters and iron ore fields. Um, so that's a bit of an eyesore. Um, it's pretty much flat, uh, salty country. Uh, no real big trees, anything like that. Um, and yeah, people have the best of freshwater uh, rivers and, you know, the ocean. A memory would be, so Headland is extremely spread out, so you have a lot of vacant land, which we took advantage of as children, and we built our cubby houses, made our own little paths, you know, um, playing mums and dads, and then whenever the creeks would get full, we'd all go down there for like, you know, sling each other around in the water and just, yeah, make the most of it. Was there much connection with your Indigenous culture and your Indigenous heritage? Yeah, so where we're from, uh, lore is very much uh, intact. It hasn't been messed with or tampered with. Um, you know, people still speak the language. They still go out, you know, for the few months to learn their culture and their language and their laws and customs. Um, so, you know, that's when you transition from a boy to a man. And um, with our family in general, we have a lot of people who go through law. Um, but... Unfortunately, I knew from a very young age that I probably wouldn't be able to do that. Law's never been hidden from us. It's always been there. We've always known about it. We've always been taught, you know, this is what's going to happen when you grow up. Um, and then, you know, then we got the option, do you want to or do you not want to? And then I was like, no, thank you. And you said that you were given the option to go to law or not. Is, is it generally an option? It depends on how strong your family ties are. When it does come to law, you know, what status your father or grandfathers or have um, within that realm. And, um, you know, people do, most of the time, people do out of respect for their father and their grandfathers. Was that seen as a slap in the face when you, as a young man, said no? Not in our family, no. You know, internally, you want to because you want to see your culture survive. Yeah, I've got cousins who are like, nah, man, I'm going through law. <laughs> Um, but yeah, as for myself, I just, yeah, couldn't see it happening. You, you said you knew when you were quite young that you were gay. Tell me about, um, acceptance as a young flamboyant indigenous man in Western Australia. <coughs> was there acceptance? Was there ridicule? How did, how did that play out? Um, so at school, I would always be, yeah, out with the girls and the, um, guys, like we just had our little click. Um, didn't really know how to act. We just knew that we weren't into football and all the other manly sports. Um, but then, you know, I also had to go home to a mother who was really strict, um, trying to not disappoint her as to what I internally felt was hard. You build up a front um, just so you don't really hurt your mum. Yeah, it was really tricky. The process of coming out for you, what, what did that look <clears> like? <throat> did it happen in Perth? Was it when you moved away? 
So I was a second year boiler maker and um, I came back to Headland for my brother's 21st. And then I was like, mom, I'm gay. And then she was like, what? How? Why? She had all the questions lined up as mothers do. They, I think they know from, you know, years prior. Um, and then I told my brother and then he was very surprised. He was like, how? Like, you, you can't be. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I am. You know, which gave me the confidence to leave home and pursue bigger and better things in a place where I f- could fit in. It's hard coming out in general, I think. Do you think it's, and it's it's not to put a level or a label on it, but do you think it's harder for young Indigenous men and women and trans men and women or queer individuals to come out? Uh, to p- Depends. I think it personally depends on, you know, who holds the power within family dynamics. Is it the women or the men? Um, I think the more women involved, I think it'd be a lot more easier. Um, but, you know, only like three weeks ago, I was in WA and I'd met a, uh Aboriginal guy and he had just told his family he was gay and they disowned him. Don't know what I'd do if that had happened to me. Um, so, you know, the homophobia within the Aboriginal community is still there and you've just got to support one another because um, not everyone's, you know, coming out as the same. You know, there's a lot more freedom to, for, to, uh, a lot more freedom, uh, to information. Um, therefore, the people who are wanting to come out are searching, you know, wh- where can I go? What can I do to, you know, feel comfortable in my either hometown or a bigger town where it's a lot more accepting? Um, cause yeah, personally I felt like I had to move away in order to be myself and I don't know the term about finding myself. I don't know if I could say that, but definitely, um, figure out who I am, what I am, what I stand for and how I want people to see me. As a strong out and proud young gay Aboriginal man, what would you say to other queer indigenous Australians who are listening about finding their way? I think what's something that's really defined me as to who I am um, is travel. You know, I've traveled all over the country by myself and you just meet people. It breaks you out of your comfort zone. And I've always done that. I've jumped into, you know, areas that make me feel so uncomfortable only because I want to work on myself. I want to be able to communicate with people. I want people to see us in a different light, you know, and I think I can see the value in, you know, articulating yourself you then are on a par that they can understand and they're willing to listen. Um, that's just my personal experience. Working on myself, you know, it's taken years. You know, you're not just going to leave a community and you're going to find who you are. It takes years. You know, my best advice I could give to anyone is to acknowledge your mob in any circumstance. Educate yourself about your history and the history of others. Because when you can relate to somebody based on their history, you then in turn are opening their eyes to them listening to your history. What was one of the most important steps you took in this journey of becoming kind of self-accepting of who you are, which is a young gay Aboriginal man? Being in an environment where you're not the only one because having the backing and support of your own mob, share stories, you know, it's something you have in common where <clears throat> you wouldn't with some other cultures. Um, I think when you stick with your own mob, there's a lot of learning, there's a lot of sharing, and there's a lot of understanding, and they're the ones that are going to help you. 
That was Mark Nanap. When we return, we'll talk to Suri Simbab. You're on Joy 94.9 live across Australia on SBS Digital Radio. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.